This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a small victory for federal employee unions from the U.S. Court of Appeals. The Interior Department is redesigning its ethics program. And EPA chooses who will run its American Indian Environmental Office. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The U.S. Court of Appeals has denied the government a chance to immediately enforce President Trump's workforce executive orders. A three-judge panel says it won't lift the injunction on the president's collective bargaining and official time executive orders. U.S. attorneys argued agencies needed to immediately enforce the EOs to speed up ongoing collective bargaining negotiations. The court's most recent decision is a small win for federal employee unions. The National Treasury Employees Union says it plans to request a rehearing on the case. An update to the Interior Department's ethics program. Interior Secretary David Bernhardt announced plans to streamline the department's 13 ethics programs into one. Scott De La Vega will run the operation. De La Vega is a career employee who currently serves as Director of Interior's Departmental Ethics Office and the designated agency ethics official. Bernhardt says Interior's 13 ethics programs all had different reporting structures and staffing levels. Some programs operated with no staff members at times. A Native American will oversee environmental and health protections for Indian country. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. W. Scott Mason IV, a citizen of the Cherokee Nation, becomes the new director of the American Indian Environmental Office at the EPA. A fifth-generation Oklahoman, Mason was vice president and executive director of federal programs at the University of Oklahoma. The EPA office Mason will lead manages a $63 million grant program for tribes to build their own environmental protection and waste disposal programs. I'm Tom Temin. Two senators are introducing legislation to end the cooling-off period for service members to work at the Defense Department. For more than 50 years, service members leaving the military have had to wait 180 days before joining DOD as a civilian. Proponents of the bill say waiving the waiting period helps DOD recruit needed talent. Opponents say the bill could keep outsiders from working for DOD and bringing in fresh ideas. DOD may be doing joint officers a disservice in the way they're being educated and assigned. A new RAND Corporation study says some joint officers are only getting one phase of their joint training before being put on assignment. They then get the second phase at a later date. The RAND study says the officers are judged for promotions on their joint assignments, and missing the second phase of education before deployment could hurt their chances of one. The Navy and Marine Corps are planning tens of millions of dollars in new spending to beef up their cybersecurity. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The service has gained approval from congressional defense committees to move $96 million from this year's budget into a program called Comply to Connect. The program blocks computing devices from connecting to government networks unless they're properly configured and up to date with security patches. The Marines plan to use the funds to deploy C2C across all of their bases. The Navy is still identifying the products and services it will need to buy for a full rollout. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Health and Human Services and the Defense Information Systems Agency are thinking beyond usernames and passwords when it comes to network security. The agencies are developing a pilot aimed at using behavior characteristics, including biometrics, to verify the identities of network end users. 
HHS Chief Information Officer Jose Arrieta said the concept could be useful for the agency's first responders. The Energy Department is preparing version 2 of its cybersecurity maturity model. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Energy Department is updating its cybersecurity capability maturity model to address changes in technology and new threat actors. Energy wants public comment on the revisions to C2M2, which the department first released in 2014. Version 2 of the Cyber Capability Maturity Model incorporates enhancements to align model domains and functional questions with internationally recognized cyber standards and best practices, including the NIST Cybersecurity Framework Version 1.1. Comments are due by September 13th. I'm Jason Miller. More guidance on artificial intelligence is underway at the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Acting Chief of Staff at NIST Information Technology Lab, Elham Tabassi, said in the next few months, NIST will seek public comment on its recommendations for confronting adversarial machine learning. Early next year, the agency will also seek feedback on upcoming standards for explainable AI. And agencies now have guidelines for creating task order and delivery order ombudsman. The Federal Acquisition Regulations Council issued a final rule establishing how agencies should set up these independent arbiters for multiple award contracts over the simplified acquisition threshold. The ombudsmen are there to address contractor concerns regarding compliance with task and delivery order award procedures, as well as to review contractor complaints regarding task and delivery order contracts. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 